back page. All right, so we've been talking about the halachos of rinsing off fruit. We saw that soaking fruit in a bowl in order to get the garbage to float away or whatever is off limits. That's the case in the Gemara. When it comes to washing off fruit itself, a chilek is made between, a difference is made between, let's say you have like a bunch of grapes that are all together um, versus like a single fruit, that when a bunch of grapes tightly packed with dirt and stuff inside there, so the Chazanish says that that's considered a full-fledged taruvus and to rinse it off <clears throat> is not allowed. That would be considered borer. He does not consider it the same thing as removing the klipa. That's, he does not want to view it that way. Um, he sees it as somewhat different. And uh, many other posts, including the including Rav Moshe, are matir w- rinsing fruit that way. Okay, so now let's jump to Kuf. So let's go to Kuf Yudalad, um, which is the first thing over here on Kuf Ayin Hay. Okay, Perush Einmu Ureves Ben Psolus Hanikaris. Fruit that does not have any obvious bad stuff on it, and you want to wash them off of whatever dust may be on them. How is it mutter? It's mutter. Why? Because, come on, come on, everybody, right? It's really okay without washing it. It's just a cleanliness type of thing. And there is no such thing as borer when it comes to germs. We, while we may have uh, true intent and per- the purpose of getting the germs off is accomplished, let's say, let's argue, um, by, by washing it, that's not borer. Borer would have to have something that is, ob- that, that is visibly no good on it. So that would... Would that also count like wax? That I've never seen wax, but I washed the fruit to get it off. That, but would that fall into that category then? Of um, I, I, I think in a in a in a yes, I would say so because, like you said, we've never seen it, but we'll take their word for it that it's there, and it doesn't take much to get rid of it. So hey, why not, right? Yeah, so that kind of thing. Which kind of raises the question that now it's in, uh, I would say a lot of cautious organizations use the thrift cloth method to find things and then people take a jeweler's loop to identify hey is that a bug or is that not a bug the loop is to identify not to but not to see well, it well the, the point is is that <clears throat> halakhically I understand why we do it but if the halakha is what you can see with your naked eye in other words is, is this method going above and beyond halakha or is it halakha that is halakha because if, if you can't see it without the jeweler's loop right. then it's not there but if you can see it you just don't know what it is right. is it a piece of wandering lettuce you know or that, that, that broke off the right that, that broke off or whatever right. or is it a bug that's what the jeweler's loop helps you do it just allows you to see does this thing have legs? I mean, that's basically what you're looking for. But but it is it symmetrical, right? Right, the backstroke, right? That could be also right. But it is. But that it is there. It's there. If you can't see it, like, um, like on an S rig or something like that. So if somebody is, if somebody inspects a whole S rig with a jeweler's loop, you will find all kinds of interesting stuff on it. But again, it's like that's it, you know. Okay. Okay. Now, kuf tesvav pre sheishel of sheirios chomer risos ba'ofen hanikar. Now, let's say there's a fruit that has some kind of chomer risos is some kind of uh, um, the stuff that kills the bugs, uh, insecticide. insecticide, right? That is visible. Okay, so then that's dirt on it. Maybe worse, right? Um, but again, that's something that somehow you are seeing this. I guess there are ways to see it. Somebody who wants to soak lettuce. 
And then afterwards, to take each leaf and have it under a stream of water. If at the time of soaking the leaves, the psolus uh, detaches and floats up, or sinks down, uh, to the bottom of the vessel. That's right? Any kind of soaking of stuff in order to separate things that are on it, totally off limits. So then it, then, then it comes down to the rinse stage. So, and over these years, the way they have um, gone through perfecting the method of bug removal, there was a, state, there was a point in time where the, the, the soaking was, was merely just to get soap on the stuff, and then it was the rinsing under the water that was to remove whatever was on it. That was one point in time a um, number of years ago where that's how they were telling, you know, whatever it was, strawberries or whatever it is. Um, at this point, the way most organizations are telling us to do it, like you said, thrift cloth stuff, the idea is that the stuff comes off in the water in the initial um, soak and shake, and, uh, and therefore that would be off limits on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Shote means dunk it into water? Rinse it. Uh, which which case? Oh, no, rinse it under the stream, like put it, hold it under the faucet. Yeah, under the tap. So is that good? Is that not good? If... To rinse it under the tap? That would be mutter, if it would be effective. Different question, is it effective? It's not enough right. on its own. Right. Okay. Kuf Yudzayin. Okay, here's an interesting one. Hamotzi chala min hahakpa. Somebody takes a chala out of the freezer, v'yesh al gabok far, and it has frost on it. Tzarech li'zar shalo lahaser es hakfar hanimtza bein tzidke hachala. You have to be careful not to remove the frost that is in the cracks of the chala. So if you have just like straight loaf, you don't have any cracks in the chala. Right? But most people wrap it. Right. You wrap it in foil, you wrap it in plastic or something. So it's not... It should not be much of a... Right. Okay. You take it up, it should be Now, there's another issue he just points out over here. Okay, so... And the stuff that's on top of the chala, so then it's like kufi gimel, like, you know, shake it off, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But unlike the dirt... Uh, you don't have to do anything. Just put it you know, on the countertop in the sunshine. It's going to go away on its own. Okay, so hang on. Yes, but don't. Look at the bottom. <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay, he's going to point out one point here. So again, remember, you can only do this stuff of taking, you know, all this kind of removal within... The Su'uda zone. And again, it's, we had that whole thing about, like, if I take a chala out, is that really Samach Lesuda? It's not, so he says that it's not considered Samach Lesuda. That was like a different discussion, remember that? But when, if, if my freezer is a Taruvis and I'm taking the chala out of the freezer, that's not considered Samach Lesuda. Okay. Then he just also points out, I am Perak Aleph Sifyud Beisha Kasavnu, the Asulitinus Achal in Makfar Shela, Bemakam Shayatza Lettuce, Bomishum Isabishal. If there's frost on the chala, you can't just, you know, throw it on top of the crock pot <laughs> as is. You gotta, you gotta wait till that stuff, yeah, let's, let's just room temperatures out. Unpack this. Let's assume there's nothing in your freezer except the frozen chala. So you just go in and you take it out. It's not a tarubus. You're not going to put it on the shaman pot. You just set it on the counter that's under the windowsill, and you go off to shakras. You know it. At 12 o'clock, it's going to be room temperature. There's an issue in that? Nothing. It's okay. All good. So the issue with the crock pot is visual. Yes. 
Yeah, it's just a side. Bishel, like, don't put water on your crackpot. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Note, frost is water. That, you know, that would be m much more of an issue if, like, if you, you know, you, you quickly grab a kugel wrapped in foil out of your freezer, and there's frost on the foil, and you just throw it on without thinking. You know, it could... It, or, worth, worthy of pointing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, it, however, it is that you're you're getting it hot. Um, like you said, if you're just room temperature, creating room temperature in your like, you're not going to run into any of these problems. And so then, once it's room temperature and the frost is gone, then you could. Yes, even once. I imagine the frost disappears way before the whole challah becomes room temperature. So you could wait probably. 15 minutes, mm -hmm. and then throw it on the crack bat. Let me make sure, even though we're concentrating on foods, if we're talking about clothing or other types of too, these kinds of principles could also apply there, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure right. <laughs> right. Well, before coming to show the Shabbos, it would have been a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so let me grab the next pa papers. They should be ready by now. Hang on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I've been trying that. <laughs> but that'll give the color a nice firm. It gives it, it gives it, it gives it <laughs> strength. <laughs> if your shirt is in the freezer, there's probably something in the washing machine you didn't want there. I mean, where's the color? I was really tired last night. I put it in a place that you were sure to find. <laughs> Eventually. I'll take two. Thank you. Watch my friend. Who's your friend? Watch this thing. Watch that. Oh. Everybody's friend. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hadachas kelim. Kofir has. Washing dishes. Afshin is bar la'el sherechitas peres nachshavis barya. So he's just making this point. Even though we said earlier that washing fruit has potential borer implications. Washing dishes is mutter, and there is no iser of borer at all. Why? <laughs> so let's see the bottom. Well, the, 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 the question is going to be, apple, dirt on top, plate, dirt on top. What's the difference? Okay. Well, I eat the apple, I don't eat the plate. <laughs> Okay. But what? To make it even stronger. Apple, yes, play no. What you just said. Yeah, yeah, no. So let's see. Koflamid base. It says, Ayin, Shavisa Shabbos Dini Bora Sifkot Nun, Shahiksha, Lama in Isser Bora Berchitas Kalim. So he asked this question Why is there no Bora when it comes to washing dishes? Uvisefer Shmir Shabbos Kalkasa, Heir Ode, Meha, Okay, there's a halacha. Luckily, we don't live in a place where this is uh, something like that. Um, where you can pluck um, uh, lice off of your clothing. There's a whole question about whether you're allowed to throw the lice into a fire at that point. Um, uh, hardy living. That's, that's what that was. Um, so one second, so if I'm pulling a louse out of my clothes, is there some sort of borer thing with that? Because of B'Shem, Roshama Zalman, De'evshur de'nikoi davar shadarko tamid lehislachlech v'regilim shuv l'nakoso lo nikra borer elamanake. A fascinating idea. He says, if something always gets dirty, and there's a process of it getting dirty and removing the dirt, Dirty, removing the dirt. So just like we talked about the concept of achila, that there are things that are considered derech achila, and we don't consider them borer because this is part of food eating, food... So, so therefore, it, it's not borer. Cleaning is not borer either. A, 
a plate has this, you know, large lifespan of getting dirty and getting clean and getting dirty and getting clean and getting dirty and getting clean. So the removal of, a, of dirt off of a plate is not going to be looked at as borer. It's going to be looked at as the cleaning process of it. And we'll look at it as a nikoi as opposed to a borer. That is Rosham Zalman's take on this. So yeah. You could avoid the problem of schita because you do that with clothing also because they get cleaned and dirty all the time also. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah. in a sense, a the- theoretically, yes. Clean, I guess. I don't know Somebody would have... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I clean my head Arab Shabbos. I have a brush. I clean off my head. Well, well, you at the table and, and something splatters onto your shirt. I always thought you could just sort of take off the chunks, but you can't actually. No, no, no. That's what he's saying. He's saying there are other issues having to do with wetting it, laundering. Laundering is usser. Like, but let's say let's say there was a, a method of laundering that did not involve, you know, wetting a material. Somebody wore those on the go packs. Like the tide on the go pack. Yeah, but that it's wets moist, it. But that, yeah, that wets it. Work. It's it's. It and also, it's like you're you're getting a stain out of the shirt. It's not on it. It's in it. Yeah. Um, it'd have to be like you know if you if you wore rubber. You know. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, I shirt in the freezer. And right. Wear right. It's rubber shirt is in the freezer. Right. Nice. Stay the kids. Stay cold for longer. Um, so. Yeah, it would be something like that. But uh, theoretically, theoretically. Okay. Now, we say for ayon l'shulosh. Yeah. So, how are we looking at derech and derech if I could say it? Are we looking at it that it is not subject to bore? It doesn't come under the umbrella of bore. Correct. Correct. And 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 basically, the heterim of bore are that it's not bore. Like oh, the idea that like I'm taking the ochel samach laachila with my hand is not a heter; it's derech achila. That's that, it's by definition derech achila. So this is by definition derech nikia, whatever you know, whatever however you 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 put that word together, um, and therefore it's not bore. Now uve sefer ayol mesholish, maybe b'shem Rav Nissen Karelich Shlita, or so, she hachiluk hu she beperus nechshav. Halichloch kilkul vichisarun, vabreira nechsheves maisetikun, mash enkin bekelim in halichloch nechshav kapogemes etzem hakeli. So, this is also a fascinating idea. Every time, a, a, every malacha is defined as a positive act, something that is really impactfully changing and improving something. How does that work in Borer? So the way we look at it is that, well, the fact that the psolus is with the ochel messes up the ochel. It makes it less accessible, less, less apparent, less, less you know, easily um, utilized. Over here, so therefore, if I have a fruit and it's got dirt on it, so we definitely see that as the psolus is negatively affecting the fruit. And by washing it, I am going to improve the fruit and I'm going to be making a tikkun. I'm going to be fixing, improving. The plate is not negative. We don't look at plates as being like, uh-oh, there's a bad plate because it's got dirt on it. Now if I clean it, it becomes a good plate again. Tikkun amalaka? Is that like makabapatish? A tikkun is kind of like the, 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 the undercurrent of every malacha. Bishel. Why is Bishel good? Like, why is Bishel a malacha? Because it, there is an there is a, some sort of impactful change that's happening through the use of heat. Um, so everything has to be every malacha when it gets broken down. You have to find that thing that is happening. The accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So over here, when we see a dirty plate, we don't see it as like. Busted plate, a broken plate, a no good plate. A, it is useless, but it's not. We don't look at it as the plate is ruined, the plate is fixed. The plate is ruined, the plate is fixed. 
This is part of the life cycle of a plate, is that it gets dirty and clean and dirty and clean and dirty and clean and dirty and clean. It's, it almost is like riding on the same idea. Uh, like Rosh Hashanah Zalman, like his, his uh, svara was, this is what it's made to do, so therefore it's just part of Nikoi. It, it is kind of like, you know, riding on that idea that like, this is part of the life cycle of a plate. And therefore, we don't look at it as a wrecked plate that suddenly you get, oh, you know, like you put it in the, the dishwasher. I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to happen, you know. And then like, you know, three hours later, you open it up like, oh my Still gosh, like, <laughs> look at that. Nice. We should probably write that down on our taxes that we just got plates. Yeah. Cleaning of plates, is that contingent upon those plates having been cleaned at the beginning of Shabbos? Or if I just left plates dirty from Thursday night? And then I decided to wash it, and I wanted for Shabbos lunch. Can I wash it Shabbos morning for Shabbos lunch? Sure. Yeah, you would be able to wash it, because again, that's just that's just the you life of a plate. Say that it was muksa because it was a dirty plate to start on Shabbos, and therefore it stayed that way. I don't mean that. What when it's dirty, it's not usable. Yeah, I mean it's muse. Uh, we. We take our dirty plates, we don't, once we clear them from the table, we don't move them around. We put them down off the table and then we don't move them around because... Well, we do. We, after, the, after we, Friday night, I wash the, I rinse the dishes and we use them again for potato problems. That, that's, that's... that's no, 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 so he's saying, right, so he's saying, so let's say, let's say on Thursday night I used a plate and, and then... I'm going to add to your question. Let's say on Thursday night I used the plate and I put it in the dishwasher. And, and then that is really actually like an act of saying that I'm not, I'm not, and I'm not planning to run the dishwasher until Matzah Shabbos. Then all of a sudden on Friday, like, you get tons of company coming on Shabbos Day. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a second, that plate now is needed, you, you realize, on Shabbos. So can you then take that plate that has kind of been hooked like you've set it aside, if it was just sitting in the sink and, every, you know, and nobody cares and, you know, you know, your wife is away and whatever, nobody notices, right? Okay, so then, like, I don't know if that's, if, if you've totally taken your mind off of, like, it's not that you were hooked to it, ignored it, I don't know. Like, you know, that, that, that I would see less as a, as, as a mukta, but certainly, like, if, if, like, your mindset was that, like, I'm not taking care of this plate right now, I don't, you know, I'll, when, next time we're in the dishwasher, Mati Shabbos, whenever it is, it'll get, it'll get cleaned with it. So then you've really decided that this plate, because of what's on it, is not going to be used. That's a good question. I'm not sure. Can I ask him the second part of Harry's question? Yeah. Friday night, took the dishes away, we're done, we don't need them anymore, and, and that's the way they do it in that house. Um, and then, uh, Shabbos, it turns out that they do need them, doesn't this halacha say, well, okay, now, now go get it, it's okay. Even if, you, if, even if that's not your norm, this says you can, so... Yeah, the difference... different. Right, the difference in, 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 um, in that case, in Howie's case, is that the... When Shabbos comes, I've declared the dishes off. Clothes are wet when Shabbos comes. Sorry. Right. It's an off-limits situation. But it can't really become Muxa, you know, Friday night if you didn't. Right. That's what the brother is saying. Right. The status is what it was when Shabbos came in. Right. Now, now, but but the 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 reason that maybe you're you're it's not a problem. Like the the argument would be. That since what we're saying now about plates is that it's they're not ruined. No, not just it's mutter, mm-hmm. but like, yeah, it's part of the ups and downs of a, a wet shirt is not wearable. It's just not a, so. If we freeze time on the wet shirt, it's like this is an unwearable shirt when, when, when Shabbos entered. So therefore, it can't change its status to become wearable when Shabbos comes and demuktzaiz itself. But a dirty plate. Is not a ruined plate. It's a plate that just, you know, it just needs a little something in order to to, to get it back to to. To me, it needs to, more work than 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 a wet shirt. I'm yeah yeah I'm with you. I, I'd I'd rather wait for the shirt. Right? <laughs> it certainly seems easier. Right, hundred percent. I got yeah. I'm with you. Okay. We don't say kevin shehuksa benashmushas cooks hooksa lechovayom with a plate. I'm not sure. That, that's my not sure. Yeah yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Not sure. Um, okay, that's a good question. Okay, so now, 
so that's it. So that was so Rav Nissen Karelit said that it is considered the borer on a fruit is considered a maisa tikkun, but by kalim it's not considered a pagam in the kalim. Kosov Rav Shmuel Arbach di tachin that you know something? A third reason. Why would we say... So maybe we say that these two things are not mixed. There's no mixture when it comes to plate and food. It is something that is strong, that is designed for long life. It doesn't matter how much stuff is on it. We always look at it as washing as opposed to borer. As opposed to that as opposed to food, which is not something that's meant to last forever. It's a one-shot deal. Um, and naturally, it has this psalis on it. There's always some kind of dirt, right? Things that grow in the field. When afruris, when there's lots of dirt on it, and, and I would argue even further that um, when it comes to like an apple or a pear or something like that, we know that the surfaces are not are are often imperfect. Um, they can become bruised and battered and, and, and get cuts and, and all kinds of things like that. So a plate is something that I would say is not mixed with its stuff because it really is has a force field over it. That, that's what we count on, and therefore it's, we don't see them as, as being unioned together, as opposed to dirt on a fruit that has just the natural ins and outs of it, aside from the fact that its surface is um, not hardened, force field-like. So th- there's a lot more reason to look at it as something that is in and in in, in part and parcel of the fruit. Okay, so those are three mahalchem over there as to how, to how to differentiate between washing dishes and washing fruit. But everyone accepts the psaac. No yes, it seems to be that everybody's on board and nobody's saying you can't wash your dishes. Correct. Correct. Okay. Says, okay, let's continue. Tsuro Shono Shamaisa Brera. Okay, other four. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't tell my wife. I can't wash dishes, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You still are the Shabbos dishwasher. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, the Gemara in Shabbos says, The Rav Bibi Higish Lifnei Archim Kalkala Shel Peros. So he, he brought in front of his guests, he served a basket of fruit. And the fruit were, you know, had psalas in it. And he did not say, okay, let's pull the fruits out from the garbage. But he went, and I wonder if his wife was around when he did this, right? And he just said, hey guys, right? And everything rolled out in front of the archim. What, he dumped it out on a tray or what? On a table. On a table, yeah, whatever. Well, he dumped it out, right? Yeah. He dumped it out, spread it out. Mm-hmm. The, and the Gemara, so the Gemara has a suffix. Why did he do that? Um, was it because he was trying to avoid Boer? Which would mean that perhaps he held that you're not allowed to take the good from the bad. That's, that's a possibility the Gemara deals with. And then through the, just, you know, spreading it out like that, there's no borer taking place. Because everything just kind of happens on its own. Or was there some other reason, nothing to do with anything, borer-like, that he did this? I once learned a Gemara like, like that, when a Rebbe took out a a uh, basket of fruit before the Talmudium, and they, they said the reason he threw it across the table is to, to show that it was a lot of food and make people think make that there was, that there was enough Genocity. to eat for everybody. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we're, we're, we're done with cleaning. This isn't, this isn't now talking about dirt. This is about going back to original... This, this is, yeah, this is general Boer. 
so everything in the basket's fine. You can eat any of it. It's just a matter of like you wanted the green one and not the red one. Um, it se- no, it seems like right. there, there was a psilocin in there as well. Pebbles or what? Yeah, but it could have it could have easily been just done. Pass the basket around. Take what you want. You have to kind of down a little bit. Um, I don't know that it was so. I don't. I don't know. But but it, the the question of the Gemara was: Does he reject the concept of ochel and apsolas? So it seems like could have it could have been done. It just wasn't. What was he trying to do? So is there a kasha on what he did? Why? It's a question. He acted out like this. Are we saying he should not have done that? No, 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 no. no. We just want to know, know what was his reasoning. It. Why did he? Why did he do it? Why did he do it? And what? And, and basically, it what? It looks like he's avoiding having That I mean, that's that's the question. Was he doing that? That 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 that's what we're wondering. So now, Gemara. So the Gemara it makes it clear. The other thing that's clear is that this was a kosher way of doing stuff, period. Like, th- whatever he did, you could do that. So there are those that learn from here that the spreading out of the peros makes it non, a non-borer act. So, and what would then happen is that any time you could spread out fruits, you could spread out any other kind of taruvas in a way that the good stuff and the bad stuff is now not intermingled. Um, To the point where they're not a taruvas. And then after that, And then you can take everything and put it in its rightful place. And there are those that aser that. So no, so spreading out is allowed. That's allowed. Now, what what can I do when I spread them out? So let's let's take the the case that this is most often utilized for is not so much for fruit, but it's for silverware because it doesn't continue to roll. Right, fruit would be problematic sometimes. Um, So silverware. So I want to take. So I have a whole clump of silverware. So if I go and I spread them out across the table. Then, oh, now I no longer have a mixture, and then I can go and set the table. Or, I mean, two, two things people could do if you're really whatever, then you can even go and put it away, everything in its rightful slot. Why couldn't you set the table without spreading it out? You're, you're actually using it for the purpose it's meant for, as opposed to putting it back in the draw. Because you want a fork, and you've got a bunch here, and you know, you've got to pull a fork out of here. Yeah, but it's for eating right before meal. Well, what if you're doing it a Friday night? You're doing it a Friday night so that the table is set for Shabbos morning. Yeah. Then it's not immediate. It's then not it's not immediate. Okay, so yeah, let's make a case where it's not immediate. You want to be able to set the table. Um, we'll, we'll see that we'll have other methods of isolating different things in different ways, but you want to be able to have, you want to be able to come up with you want to say, like, to this kid, you take the forks, you take the knives, you take the spoons, walk around the table, let's go. Let's get this done. So, in that scenario, is this an effective maneuver to take the borer out of here? That, and that, 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 that's, the, that's what we're trying to do. It's not a mutter method of borer. It's saying that I'm in a situation where there is borer, and I want to turn it into a situation where there is no bow. We're saying that if you didn't spread it out, if you just put all in a clump of, and asked the, this one to do the spoons and this one to do the... And then you had to pull the spoons out of the pile, that, that would be borer. Correct. Yeah. Even for, um, like, immediately before a meal. For um, immediately before a meal, that would be okay as long as everybody was taking exactly what they needed. That, so that could still be okay. So immediately before a meal, you're setting the table immediately before a meal, so then... I can take the clump and I can say that, like, um, you know, I need a fork, boom, knife, boom, spoon, boom. You know, okay. I'm taking, doing everything immediate. That's, that's okay, okay still. Okay. Okay, so now let's see these spars over here. Koflam Gimel. So he says, L'chorin nira levaras, t'stadei ha-heter v'ha-iser benidin zashal, pizer taruvis, amanas lamayna, 
So we can uh, understand that the two sides over here um, on this idea of spreading out a mixture in order to sort it. As, but getting into the kishkas of like what is the essence of Malechas Borer. To take one of the types out of the mixture, if a person is making a choice that what you that that. The, the essence of bor- the Iker Molacha is taking something in a way where I'm not just doing something in a happenstance way, but that there is actually a reasoning that I have for taking the thing that I just took. The fact that I am um, being mavchen, I'm choosing something, I'm, I'm, I'm deciding that this is the thing that I want, there's, there's a choice of a thing, and I separate it away from the mixture. The Iker Malacha is mindfully choosing a thing from another thing. Now, the idea that something becomes fixed is not like the main point of what I'm doing. There has to be like kind of a point to it. So yes, there is ultimately some sort of benefit or reasoning in the choice of something. So, but that, that's kind of like the secondary thing. The, the definition of the malacha, one can argue, is that I am mindfully choosing something from something else. And is something getting fixed because of that? Yeah. Okay, something's getting fixed because of that. So again, the essence of the malacha is mindfully choosing something. The point is to fix a situation that is less than perfect. That's one way to look at it. Let's keep going. Now, let's say I would do a Maisa Berera in a way that nothing is fixed. Nothing got improved. It would still count as a Malacha. Just the point of the Malacha would not have been reached. That's a malacha shenzirichalagufa, where there's supposed to be some sort of accomplishment, accomplished purpose. I'm not accomplishing that thing, but the act of malacha I'm still doing. Pulled out the fork and then threw it back. Yeah, something like that. I can't think of a good example of this right now, but okay. But he, he, he we'll, we'll get to his point in a second. He's, he's just setting you up for, for something else. Now let's say there's some sort of way that I can get the ochel to be totally isolated without any of the psolas around it. But there is absolutely no act of choosing between ochel and psolas. There's no malacha at all. So let's say I'd have a mixture of things and there's like the secret formula that only the Rubik's Cube people know, that if I shake up four times and sideways eight times, right, and then pull them apart, all the red things are going to be here and all the green things are going to be here, right? And nobody knows how it works. It has to do with, you know, with magnets and magic and whatever it is, right? And I could do that. So I'm not doing any act of choosing. I'm not doing anything. I'm just snapping my fingers in some bizarre way, and somehow everything's going to get separated. And that's not already. That, according to this way of thinking, is not Borat. Why? Because I never chose anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything that was a choice. And but what? you knew that they all were going to be separated. You knew that would happen. Correct. Uh, isn't but you it? didn't choose any one thing? Is that the idea? Yeah. I'm thinking like winnowing. Like if uh, there's like 
uh, like if you blow on things where it's like the loose and the, mm -hmm. and the heavy and it, it blows away all the extra and then what you want is left. But I thought that was specifically prohibited on Shabbos. So, I mean, so winnowing is, is, is quite a limited malacha uh -huh. because of the, the, the use of the wind and all that business. But like, um, even in that case... Well, again, maybe the answer is it, that it, that's why it was... Okay, yeah, it could be. Okay. <laughs> but it could be in that case also is that like, when I blow, I know that I'm, that I'm pushing that stuff away. Uh-huh. But when you do your thing, right. you don't know that you're... Right. I mean, so, so let me, like, where he's, where he's going with this is, okay, so now I have a big mixture, and I spread everything out. Is my ochel now not mixed with my psoles? I only want forks. Yeah, if it's spread out, it's not mixed. Now, right? Now it's not mixed. Right. So uh, the accomplishment of isolating the forks and getting them by themselves happened. But I didn't do any act of choosing. Mm -hmm. I chose nothing. You also didn't do an act of tikkun because you didn't get the forks we wanted them yet. I, I did because what I really want is I want them isolated right now. You went, you have, you unmixtured them. I unmixtured them, <laughs> and that is the right. I de, I de, I de them. That kind of presumes that the tines of the fork don't get like a knife doesn't get caught in the tines or a yeah, spoon yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that, and yeah. that works. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no, no. 100%. Table on the table, and there's a spoon stuck like that. Right, yeah, that would for sure happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure it would happen yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's one fork and one knife there. <laughs> right. The one time I tried to do this, I thought about doing this, and a bunch of them ended up on the floor. It was not... <laughs> it was it's just like you need, a, you need a long table. It's like it doesn't... You need to... Whatever. You need to know what you... Yeah, I don't know. There's an art to it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, so that's one way of... Uh, so that he's setting himself up in order to... Now we can see how in the spreading case that works. But now let's think about the flip side. What he's done in that first Sephara is he said, I want to define Borer as the act of choosing and the idea that the Ochel becomes isolated or the Psolus becomes isolated, depending how you look at it, right? The idea that the different parts become isolated from each other is a, it's, it's, a it's kind of a necessary result, but it is not the, the, the definition of the malacha. And therefore, if I can get that result without doing the process of the malacha, as he's defining it right now, I'm good. But there's another way to look at Boer. Boer is, I have two things that are mixed together, and it's getting them isolated from each other. That's what it is. I did it with a blindfold on. I did it without knowing what I was doing. I did it by just shake, shake, up, down, white, right? And look, it's all, right? You're the bower. What'd you do? Is there were a bunch of things that were mixed together, and you separated them. I don't care how you got there. You can't get there. Maybe that's the way to define the malach. That's going to be the flip side. So it says, You can understand in a different way. To call Iker Hamalacha who Lahavilakach Shahochal Yehi Masukud Menhapsolishabo. The the definition of the Malacha is the purpose of the Malacha. The purpose is to get the Ochel away from the Psolas. Vimkain Bikavana Vim I'm sorry, Vim Asakin Bikavana. And if you did this with with intent, Harizachaiv, then you Chaiv, Afshlo Asa Shumaisa shall have Khana bin Ochal Psolas. Even though you did not do any act of choosing, but nonetheless, the ultimate uh, uh, tikkun, the conceptual, conceptual uh, accomplishment happened. So therefore, in our situation, where you are spreading out the mixture in order to sort the things, and now you could have all the forks and all the spoons and all the knives separated. This is all contingent on our suffix. This act uh, uh, is something that is done with the entire taruvis. I don't do anything different to the things that I want versus the things I don't want. According to the first way of looking at things, 
spreading, not, what's the problem? The, the fact that after the whole thing it becomes spread out. So then everything's spread out. Oh, now I can take all my forks, pile, knives, pile, spoons, pile. So, and that should be fine. Now he just, parenthetically, so you know what? Let's let's skip this bracket for now because he's going to bring up another point of, of um, you know, when I spread and then I choose, we are saying that there are two steps going on here: spreading and choosing. Is is that always a correct way to look at things? That I can break things into two steps. Because why can't I do this? I have a, I have a real taruvus of silverware. Close my eyes. It's a spoon. Oh, I have a spoon. It's all by itself. Let me put it in the spoon drawer. Mm-hmm. Right? Thank Am you. I allowed to do that? No. no. You're not allowed to do that. Why? Because, come on, it's one thing. You're pulling out a spoon and putting it in the drawer. You're, you're, you're separating. You're, what are you doing? So that, oh, post game, do that, don't look at it as a double thing. <laughs> Now, if I have a spoon and I'm washing it, and then after I wash it, I put it away with the spoons, that's fine. Because then we look at it as two separate acts, washing and then putting it away. Where was, where was the spoon when you picked it up to wash it? In the sink. It was mixed up with other stuff? Big mixture. And you picked it up to wash it? I picked it up to wash it. That was, that was why I picked it up. And then I'm putting it away. That's different. But the blindfold method... But, but, you picked it up to wash it, you separated it from the mixture. Right. But that's not a problem. I'm a ladder. I don't have to keep the whole mixture together all the time. I'm, I'm not... And choose. Oh, you I'm not choose choosing it. I'm just... Anything. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This, this second view that's sort of questioning this Pizor... Yeah. Does that... It, it sounds like it's viewing this throwing down the table as a harama. You're, you're fine. It's like you're trying to accomplish the tikkun, and then you're doing something to, to get around the law. So it's, he's making, no, like, yes and no. Yes, you're right, but it's worse than a harama. Harama is that you have figured out some kind of trick to get away, to get around the bypass. malacha. The, yeah, you're a bypass, loophole, bypass, however you want to say it. But harama means trick. Right? That, that's really what it is. And, and, and therefore, you are underhandedly doing something over here. He's saying, it's, it's worse than that. It is the malacha. You are doing the malacha. You think, you're deluding yourself into thinking you're not doing the malacha because, hey, I'm not choosing anything. But that's not what the malacha is. He's saying the malacha is not choosing. The malacha is isolating the different things from each other. And you're doing that. That's the, that's, the second. that's the second way of looking at it. So let's skip this bracket, because this bracket's going to get into this whole two-step thing, and that's, it's complicated, and that's, that's next. Okay, ach, im ninkot, so if we take, and this is on the second, that the, the whole thing is, what, do you, what happens at the end? Do you have the two things isolated from one another? The peas or the spreading has to become aser. Shaharei Yeah, you have magically created a way to get the ochel isolated from the psolas. So you have to kind of push. So now, okay, now take a step back. Okay, so that sounds like very geschmack. Okay, so I mean, maybe. Um, it sounds like at least, you know, okay, that's a svara. But guess what? He did it in the Gemara. <laughs> right? Like, so one second, yeah. So, so now, like, he's, okay, if you think that way, then you have to say, like, so what was he doing? So, because that was apparently, that's the act that everybody is using as the baseline of heter. So the, uh, we're going to learn from that. Okay, so what is that? He did it as the act of serving. 
food. You would have to argue that that's really like part of the achila, as opposed to an act of borer, and has nothing to do with some sort of special thing called spreading that becomes mutter. In other words, it could only be done right. as you're serving, right? <laughs> so it's like you know, you take, you say, okay, everybody, quick hands. <laughs> right and don't Whatever grab the knife and don't grab the knives by the wrong end. Right <laughs> here you go, grab a fork as it comes by you. Right. Um, okay, so but to spread fruits in order to sort them in lahatir according to this shita wouldn't be mutter. Okay, v'ra'ale mashkas of the kaman hara kuf mem benido notol beged mitaruvis mikolaboliyad amanas lekaflo. And he says also, so later we're going to talk about a case where, so let's say a person, another type of case, um, you have a laundry basket full of stuff. Uh, it's, it's, it's bothering people in the house that, it, that it's there, right? Um, so what, what do you do? So how about this? I pull something out to fold it. So I'm pulling it out, I'm folding it. Now what do I do with it? Oh, let me put it in the drawer. Is that okay? Two steps. I'm not... When am I doing... I am never choosing anything on purpose. It doesn't matter what I take out of the laundry basket. Because I don't care. I don't care what I pull out. So there's no act of havchana going on. But what happens in the end is that all, of, all the clothes are neatly... <laughs> separated. Separated, everybody's things, everybody, right? That's all. Is that okay? Um, that also would seem to be contingent on this. If we care about the act of choosing, if that's what defines the malacha, I'm not, I'm not doing that. If, however, what I care about is, what we care about is the end result, so then, you know, Okay, so we'll see it that. Doesn't sound like there's a Shaw bias thing in here. Like I told you to do that before Shabbos, and it's still sitting here. <laughs> right. Sometimes there's sakanas of There are different. <laughs> there are different things that that could play in over there, right? Um, you know, it's better to be mechal this Shabbos to live another one. Right? Um, so, yeah. So we'll have to. We'll, we'll. So we'll see. Okay. So let's let's hold it over here, and we'll continue this. It, on, on this Shiloh about the spreading, it's, I believe that the lineup is Rav Moshe and Rav Shlomo Zalman were matir, and Rav Yashiv was not. What, the, the, the silverware? Yeah. Can you do the... Can you do the, the... I thought that was the accepted way of doing it. I mean, oh, okay. certainly in our world it is, yes. Okay.